You're listening to the YPO Networks Podcast. YPO in my form helped me with an additional $15 million in value. And so when I think YPO, I think there's real business value as well as all of the social value and the the family and, and everything else associated with YPO. My life is so much more effective because of what I've learned through YPO. YPO has been important in my life in, in a lot of different ways, both professionally, personally, family. I have this job uh, that I have and I love because of YPO. In this episode, Ann Cheng, the Business Network Director at YPO, sits down with Andy Fasto. Andy Fasto was the Chief Financial Officer of Enron Corporation, where he devised some of the most clever off-balance sheet instruments, which also led to the biggest collapse in U.S. corporate history. Andy recently invested in KingCorp, a technology company that provides new tools that help companies to identify risks and to maximize profitability using artificial intelligence embedded in communications channels within organizations. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's your host, Ann Cheng. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to the YPO Networks podcast with the Construction Industry Network. Today, we have with us a distinguished guest, Andy Festo, who was Chief Financial Officer of the Year in the year 2000, as CFO of Enron Corporation, where he devised some of the most clever off-balance sheet instruments. And that also led to the biggest collapse in U.S. corporate history. Andy recently invested in KeenCorp, a technology company that provides new tools that help companies identify risks and to maximize profitability using artificial intelligence embedded in communication channels within organizations. Thank you, Andy, for spending the time with us this morning. Andy, you've talked to us about ethics versus compliance before. What is the difference between ethics and compliance and why is it so important for leaders of organizations to be aware of this? Uh, Good morning, Anne. Thanks very much. It's very interesting. uh, As I talk uh, around the world with companies about compliance and ethics, I find that uh, the companies tend to conflate the two concepts when in fact they're really very different. Compliance is about following the rule. And we have very robust uh, systems to ensure that people follow the rules and to catch people when they break the rules. Ethics is really something different. Ethics is understanding the difference between what is right to do and what you have a right to do. Ethical decisions occur in the gray area, uh, meaning that rules tend to be uh, complex. They're sometimes ambiguous, sometimes they're nonsensical, and sometimes rules don't even exist for what we're doing. It's in these situations where the rules are flexible or unclear that opportunities abound for people to make decisions that increase the risk profile within a company. These are the ethical decisions. Ethics isn't deciding between following the rules or breaking the rules. Ethics is figuring out when you have the ability to operate within the rules to make sure that uh, we're doing the right thing and not inadvertently increasing the risk profile of the company. In America, we have a word that describes this gray area. Uh, We call it loopholes. Those are situations where you can technically follow a rule, but you can intentionally get around the principle of a rule. This is uh, an area where 
companies have to focus more of their efforts on. Absolutely. Many corporations today have a code on ethics. Why is this a futile exercise and how can we do better? Well, focus on ethics is not a, a futile activity. It's an important activity and it's actually a good thing because it's helped to create a dialogue for us to discuss this issue, it creates a, a language so that we can have a dialogue about the issue. But the problem is this, when companies talk about ethics, again, they tend to focus on the rules. They tell their employees, do the right thing. But what they really mean by that is follow the rules. That really only captures a small part of the problem, which is to catch those uh, or to try to deter rule breakers. That's not, in my mind, the real problem. I don't think we have to convince people to do the right thing. People want to do the right thing. They want to be ethical. They want to be good members of their uh, good employees. They want to be good members of their community. Uh, they want to do the right thing. Unfortunately, all of our governance literature and training focuses uh, is based on the premise that people want to behave badly and we have to convince them to do otherwise. I don't think that's the case. The challenge really is to make our employees more aware that an ethical decision needs to be made. Another way to say this is that it's really a risk issue. When people are operating within the gray area, say finding a loophole that helps them achieve their objective, they don't necessarily realize that they're creating a risk there. So we need tools that help people to identify that they're creating a risk, price that risk, and manage that risk. People um, tend to not see this risk in the gray area because they might uh, dismiss it by thinking, as I did when I was CFO of Enron, that I'm following the rules technically, therefore there's no risk with this decision. That clearly was not the case at Enron. Although I always tried to follow the rules, at the same time I was being misleading. What happened in the end and what happens to many companies, and you could trace this same way of thinking from the Enron disaster to the financial crisis to General Electric today to hundreds of companies in between, is that the rest of the world will not evaluate companies solely based on whether they're following the rules. Short sellers, government enforcement agencies, plaintiffs' attorneys, social media moms will ask a fundamentally different question. And that question will be, okay, you're following the rules, but are the numbers right? Or are you doing the right thing? And if you can't answer both questions, uh, you've got a problem. Absolutely. Thank you so much for helping us to understand this. Um, Andy, you've recently been involved in a company called KeenCorp. Tell us what the future holds for governance. Uh, okay, so uh, yes, I, I invested in a company called KeenCorp. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, it's a company that uses artificial intelligence in order to identify uh, risks that are being created within companies earlier than they've ever been identified before and to help maximize the profitability of companies. I put this in the category of uh, new tools that are available for companies to help them better manage their business, to learn things at an earlier stage so that on the risk side, they could avoid problems that would otherwise occur. And uh, when it comes to profitability, help them to identify opportunities earlier so they could capitalize on them. 
I think of Team Corp as just being a new technology that helps people do their job better. I mean, 150 years ago, people were constructing buildings without using proper measurement tools. Now we have tools that can measure things down to a nanometer. We wouldn't construct a building today without using the best tools available at our disposal to make sure the angles are correct that all of the materials we're using are, are made correctly. This is a tool like that. It's a measurement tool that helps people to do their job better. It doesn't tell people what to do. It just helps them get more information earlier so that they can be more profitable or avoid a problem. An analogy I like to use is uh, like an Olympic athlete. A hundred years ago, they would just go out and train. Now they have tools that measure every aspect of their body heart rate monitors, respiration monitors, blood chemistry uh, monitors, all those things help the athlete achieve a higher level of performance. And that's the objective of Team Corp is to help employees achieve a higher level of uh, productivity and profitability. Does this mean that we can envision a future where every organization has a big brother embedded in their systems? And will this, in fact, limit creativity, innovation, and performance uh, organizations? Well, actually, I think just the opposite. I think it'll enhance performance. It's, again, just like those tools an Olympic athlete would use or the construction industry uses today so that their buildings are straighter and can withstand uh, adverse impacts. Here's another analogy I like to use is um, in cars today, in automobiles today, they're introducing crash avoidance systems. Okay. In 10 years, every car will have crash avoidance systems. The crash avoidance system isn't telling someone what they have to do. It isn't Big Brother coming in and dictating what it has to do. It's giving the driver more information so that they can make better decisions more quickly. 10 years from now, people will not want to buy a car that does not have a crash avoidance system. The Keen Corp software works like that. If you're a company that uh, is worried about uh, risks, say, for example, um, you're worried about uh, safety risk or retention risk, Keen Corp will help identify safety risks earlier. It will identify when your best employees may be thinking uh, of leaving your company. Uh, it'll help companies achieve a higher level of profitability. Absolutely. Thank you. Andy, thank you so much for your time. Would you please help to leave some final words of advice to business leaders, especially in light of what you've been through with Enron and what the future holds for us? Uh, well, I'm optimistic about the future. I think um, if we're specifically, if you're specifically asking about uh, governance and ethics and compliance, I think we're making great strides forward. The key is, uh, again, to remember that employees, uh, we spend a lot of time focusing on catching bad actors. And that's important, but we have a very robust system to do that. What we have to do in order to uh, increase productivity and profitability in the future is to empower our employees with tools that will help them perform better. Keen Corp is one of those tools. There are many others out there now, but we're in a brand new world with new technologies that I think is going to take us to another level. It's going to give us a, a huge productivity and profitability jump in the coming uh, few years.
Thank you, Andy, once again, for speaking to us on our podcast this morning. Andy Festo, our guest today, spoke at the Construction Industry Network Roundtable in February 2019. Andy invested in KeenCorp, a technology company that helps you understand your organization in real time, helping you to act faster and be more successful. To find out more, visit KeenCorp.com and request a demo. If you or your organization would like to be featured in our podcast, please write to me at A-C-H-E-N-G at YPO.org. Again, that's acheng at ypo.org. Thank you, Andy, for being with us today. Thanks, Anne. Thank you for listening to the YPO Networks podcast. If you or your organization would like to be featured in our podcast, please write to Anne at acheng at ypo.org. That's A-C-H-E-N-G at ypo.org.